The Red Wings are done for the year, uh, but before they finished over the weekend, there was a quickly called press conference on Saturday night. Uh, at it, Chris Illich, uh, the owner of the Wings, along with Marion Illich, of course, uh, announced that Ken Holland would be back for several more years. You know, around these parts, we're, we're used to being in the playoffs. We're used to competing for Stanley Cups, and believe me, that, that's where we all want to be, and that's, that's a lot of fun. But to get back there, it's a process, and we've done it before. And we're going to do it again. And uh, we think Ken is the right guy to, to lead that for our organization. So we're, we're thrilled to have him back. That part of a two-year extension announced for Kenny Holland, who's on the line with us right now. Hi, Ken. Hi, Ken. Not hearing him there. What do we got going here, Ray? Hold on. Yeah, well, we'll <laughs> maybe, maybe, it was, maybe it was not a signed extension. Okay. Uh, Let's see if we can do that again. Again, the Red Wings Mm -hmm. finish out of the running for the second time, and the the only two times in Ken Holland's career since running them since 1997. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about 21-plus years here now that he's been uh, at the the helm as GM. Uh, Only the the last two years have been the only two times that they did not make the playoffs. So you could say, well, it was a little surprising that – he was coming back because these are two of the more Mm -hmm. failed years. But on the other hand, the word process, which uh, Chris Illich used, which Jeff Blaschel has used, and which, by the way, has become such a common term now in terms of rebuilding low franchises that in Philadelphia, that is actually the nickname of the team for the The Philadelphia 76ers. It's called the process. They're known as Mm -hmm. the process. That process now painfully, of course, happening here in Detroit Kenny Holland is now back on the line with us right now. Kenny, first thing you got to do with this two-year extension, get a, get a new cell phone because apparently. Yeah, something. we got a brand new rink. Now we got to improve the phone systems. <laughs> yeah, apparently phone systems, yeah. something going on there. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, congratulations and uh, and happy to know that you're going to be around at least for a couple more years. Was that ever in doubt in your mind? Uh, I, you know, Mitch, I've been around here for so long. I've been a part of the Red Wing family since 1983. Um, that I that I uh, didn't really think about it to tell you the honest truth. Obviously, I've got a, a great relationship with uh, with our ownership, so I didn't really uh, I, I didn't really uh, think about it or uh, wasn't concerned about it. I took a look this morning uh, when I saw the playoff standings, and I noted, and I'm sure this hasn't escaped you or anyone who watches the Red Wings. So Tampa Bay and Toronto two teams that are in the playoffs now this year that weren't always being run by Steve Eiserman and Brendan Shanahan, two guys who will admittedly say they learned what they know about GMing from you. Uh, and I looked at Toronto's roster and the top three guys that they have this year scoring. If I, if they average 20, and a half years, I'd be surprised. That's how young they all are. And I realize, well, that's how you have to do it now, isn't it? You've got to be bad for a while, get these draft picks, sock them away as as, as, as Toronto and, and Brendan did. They got lucky when they got uh, Austin up there and, and others. And you have to hit on a few in, the, in, in, your, in your draft picks. And then you wait for them to grow up. Is that kind of the blueprint now? Yeah, I, th- I, mean, I think really since 2005, six, when when Gary Bettman negotiated the collective bargaining agreement and the salary cap with uh, with the Players Association, um, it, drafting is always important. It's always been important. It's how the Red Wings were built in the late 
80s and early 90s and uh, and the teams that we had uh, through uh, to the 2000s it, it, you, you, it starts at the draft table um, certainly when we played uh, Nashville in the playoff series in 2003 I think we had a 70 million dollar payroll they had a 25 million dollar payroll right. so we had a real uh, ma- massive advantage um, that's not the case anymore it's, 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 it's a salary cap world there's a ceiling there's a floor and you get a period of time where you can you can take a run at it, and you know from 0506 to 2015 we made the playoffs every year. Uh, I think we had two Presidents Trophies in there. We went to the final fourths three times, the finals twice. We won a Stanley Cup, and lots of those players uh, they're not here. They grew older. They're at the end of their careers now. So uh, um, really. From my perspective, about two years ago, when we lost to Tampa in the five-game series, not the seven-game series, that year, that year Mike Babcock was still here. Zetterberg and Datsuk were were a little younger, a little healthier. We spent some assets to try to give us a chance to go on a on, on one more one more playoff run. But you got 11 picks this year in the June draft, which is more than any other team. And you are basically all in on this now. This is this is the way to go. No more dotting with older veterans or whatever. You're gonna, you're you're gonna you're gonna have a team that if half of them shave, you'll be lucky. <laughs> well, I think you know, Mitch. I, I think I think you have to be dotted. No matter where you are in the standings, you got to be dotted a little bit with older veterans for for a number of reasons. Number one, it's hard to have 20 players that are that are all young, and you think that you're going to have a really good team. You're going to have to be bad for 10 years to get a bunch of top five picks to have something like that. So you need veterans around to fill to fill out your roster, but you also need veterans around so that those, those young players have some role models. I'm sure when you started in this industry, you had some role models, some people that took Still you under do. your wing. And yeah, and, and I think it's important that when you know we're drafting 18-year-old kids, you know, as an example, we got our first-round pick uh, Rasmussen is playing out in the Western League. He, there's a chance he could make our team next year, like he's 19. So he he can't. It, it, I think it's most beneficial to his career if it's dotted with some some really good veterans, some really good pros, and even if we're having a tough season. Those veteran players are going to show those young players how to go about the business of of being a pro, how to practice, how to how to deal with with adversity, how to you know everything. So you've always got to have it's got to be dotted a little bit with with some veterans. Now, obviously, I signed some players to some contracts, and we have those veterans here. They're on the team, and I think that uh, I signed them because I think that they're good people. But but many of them are now are at the later stages of their careers. So since 2015. Um, have been conservative, haven't uh, really traded away any draft picks, and we lost in five five games to Tampa Bay last year at the deadline. Obviously, we uh, sold and acquired some draft picks and did that again this year with Thomas Tatar. So certainly, uh, we're in a um, in a rebuild mode, and uh, it's going to take a little bit of time and trying to speed up the process by acquiring uh, more picks as they as their careers wind down. They're going to be the dotted veterans that are going to be the role models to our younger kids next. Next year, we're going to try to put two, three, four. I want the players to be on this team, the young players, when they're able to handle the expectations and the pressures of being an NHL player, and they're not just on the team because they got potential, and they're going to be good two and three years down the road because they're going to get the league is going to beat them up. What about Jeff Blaschel's future? 
Well, I'll address it tomorrow. I think uh, I think Jeff has done, given the circumstances, Jeff has done a real good job in playing our younger people. This year, the younger people have a, have a bigger role, bigger responsibility in our team. I think that Jeff has evolved as a coach. He's three years in, and he's, he's a much better coach uh, today than he was uh, when, when we hired him. Does that mean he'll be back? I'll address it tomorrow. Everybody wants to hear tomorrow what's going on with Jeff Blaschel, so it would probably be best if I, I tell uh, tell everybody at the same time. And they're yeah. going to lose their confidence. They're not going to be as good. So the young players have got to be put onto this roster when they're at least ready for to play in this league, and then and then they grow along and they get better. I, you know, you look at Dylan Larkin, where his career is now. He's been in the league three years, and he's a he's a much more rounded, uh, yeah. rounded he, player. And today he's all than he of twenty. He he's league. all of twenty one. Yeah. Uh, what when's that going to be? Uh, tomorrow, you know, team okay. pitcher day tomorrow. I think okay. as soon as the team pitcher is over, I, 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 the few players address the media, and then I'll address the media. All right. Well, Ken, we know you're going to be here, uh, so we're keeping your cell phone number. And uh, <laughs> but but please get better service. And uh, we'll uh, we congratulate you. Uh, all kidding aside, and uh, appreciate as always your ability to come on the program, no matter what. Thank you. Thank you, Mitch.